A reading for Good Friday from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, beginning to read at verse 45. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemech Sebektani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. At once one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now, when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake, And what took place, they were terrified and said, truly, this man was God's son. When I was at Ridley College in Cambridge, I would sometimes go and sit in on some of the modules the theology undergraduates were taking. One of those modules was a series of lectures given on the New Testament part of the Bible by one of the professors in the Divinity Faculty. He was a man who'd reached the top of his field internationally. He'd written books being used by undergraduates all around the world. He was not only teaching at one of the leading universities on our planet, he was occupying the oldest chair at Cambridge. There is, though, Something else you need to know about this man. This would be the final time he would be teaching this module because he was dying. He could have walked away and spent his last months somewhere else. Yet he chose to give away his wisdom one last time for one more bunch of students. And I wasn't the only one who left that room each week different. It is incredibly humbling and moving watching someone in their last days on this earth and seeing what they choose to do. There were times when he had to miss lectures because he was in hospital. There were occasions when he had to give lectures sitting down or where he found it difficult to speak because of the now feared words dry cough. And we wondered whether he would be able to continue. And nobody would have blamed him if he could not. Yet each time he did come back, he rearranged the lectures he missed and he completed the course. Each week as he journeyed to his death, he witnessed to a group of sceptical secular students about another man. In their time at that university, those students would have heard and seen many clever people talk about God as if God were distant and absent, and as a confusing being. And then in his lectures, they got a close-up view of God who came to be known. 
who came to be with us in the man Jesus Christ. Today is Friday. We call it Good Friday. It feels though different. It feels like we are living in perhaps the biggest days of our lifetime, where history pivots once more. Maybe the pivot of your life direction could be defined by these times. At the heart of the Christian faith are three days that redefine all time and space, where we grasp how much God is for us. And it begins on a Friday. That Friday, another secular sceptic got a front row view of a man on his journey to death. I'm sure he would have heard of Jesus. As a Roman centurion, he would have certainly overseen or inflicted hundreds, maybe thousands of deaths. But now, whether by rota or rank, he got to observe in the closest detail death once more. But not like he'd seen before. This one was different. And it defined his life. There was the darkness. Yes, all death is dark, but here the presence of darkness sweeps eerily and hauntingly across everywhere in the middle of the day. Just like the dark presence of the coronavirus seems to be all around us and upon us. Then there were the loud shouts from Jesus on the cross, not once but twice before he breathed his last. Who'd ever heard of a dying man, shouting with a loud voice. Crucifixion, like the coronavirus, starves the oxygen out of your lungs, weakening your voice to a whisper. Then there was the moment of death. It should be all over and you look up and literally all hell breaks loose, like it seems what is happening all around our world at present. This was Friday. Good Friday, in the words of the centurion's declaration when God's son died. Sometimes, maybe often, it's not a comfortable position to think on Good Friday. I know Christians who find it depressing or disturbing when they pause to ask why Jesus was there in the first place. I know others who want to airbrush Friday out of history and get to Sunday. Oh, can't quite come to terms with what was happening. In life, I've watched people die from afar. And I've seen those closer to home die. People in this parish, in this church, family members. And I'll tell you one thing. It hurts. The closer you love someone, the more it hurts. When you meet Jesus in your life, you know one thing more than anything else. You know love. You begin to understand how deep his love for you runs, of how much it hurt him on Friday. We then begin to grasp the seriousness and horror of our sin and what it did to him. We live in a world that tries its best to discredit sin or to neutralise sin or to expunge it from our world. Why? Because without sin, there is no need for a saviour. 
amidst every other possible reason why Jesus was there on the cross, the main explanation is because he was there to save us from our sin. This is why there is Friday and why it is called Good Friday. Friday reminds us we need a saviour, perhaps never more than now. Friday speaks to us of how much God is for us. And I, for one, am thankful. Friday invites us to journey once more and embrace the cross of Jesus, of how he died, and let it change your life. Shall we pray? Eternal God, in the cross of Jesus we see the cost of our sin and the depth of your love. In humble hope and fear, may we place at his feet all that we have and all that we are. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, 